You're listening to the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, covering and creating all things creepy. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepy kingdom. Now it is time to open up the gates. Creepy Kingdom proudly presents The Dark Theme Park Show. Hey everyone, it is I, James H. Carter II, and welcome to the Dark Theme Park Show, Creepy Kingdom's podcast, all about theme parks. I am joined by Sir Florida Man Grant. Oh, hello everybody. And uh, we are recording this during the... The lockdown, <laughs> although, although you don't think we're locked down yet, I just like to <laughs> mentally say we're locked down, but we're going to continue providing distractions from reality here on Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network, including um, a series we started a little while back that we need to uh, continue because we barely scratched the surface. That's right. Grant and his wife, Brittany, this past November, took a trip to the Middle East part of our world to explore all the theme park options they had to offer. Something most people don't do. I'll I'll be honest. uh, You're the only person I know. You and Brittany, only people I know, have ever done this. (laughs) Or have even like really thought to go there. Like it's not like something that most people go. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna go. Where am I gonna go for the uh, for my vacation? You know what? The Middle East. That sounds really freaking cool, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah, most people wouldn't think to do that, but. Grant is a lover of of theme parks, just like us, of course, but he takes his love deep and wants to experience uh, all the theme parks of the world. So one by one, you're hitting them up. Yeah, um, that's the goal is hit all of them in the world, but I don't know if there's enough money to hit that because there are some, some really small ones in like Russia and and like in Germany and things that just require a lot of effort to try to get to. Not saying it won't happen, but you know, the time's ticking, and I only have so much uh, vacation. So <laughs> the time's ticking. And plus, you-, <laughs> you know, right now we're in quarantine mode. This would be the perfect time for me to go to one of these places. Except right now, what we're about to talk about uh, talk about is actually shut down, much like every other theme park in the world right now. Wow. So last time we talked about IMG World of Worlds of Adventure, I believe it's plural. We talked about I. Yep. <laughs> we talked about that. We talked about Antics Land. And um, if you haven't listened to that yet, um, it. I also tried to give a good idea of what to expect uh, traveling there and how to get around and uh, what the food scene is like and uh, just kind of an overall taste. Um, to make going here much less intimidating. Well, it was a first step. I don't know. It's still intimidating. <laughs> but at least we, ha- we got to hear your firsthand experience of trying to drive around without 
GPS in, in the Middle East <laughs> with MapQuest printouts. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Google Map printouts. Yep. And, and the thing is, is um, things change so quickly over there as far as like what's being built and the timelines. And they build things very quickly, including roads. So when you print something up a couple of weeks before you go on your trip and you're like, okay, I've got these directions and then a new road has appeared while one closes and it's three wow. thirty in the morning and you're trying to figure out where your hotel is in the middle East. It's not exactly a fun time. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty miserable, but, um, so we got to check out the first episode of your series to hear that story. <laughs> because um, I, you know, if you haven't listened to that, I will say that IMG Worlds of Adventure is a lot of fun, and they're actually planning on building another theme park directly next to it. So, uh, yeah, they've already announced that with the giant Power Rangers land. So I know I will be going back there at some point. Wow! All right. Not that I'm a Power Rangers fan, but it's just the idea is interesting to me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Well, you could, well, that's 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 in that episode. If you want to take a deep dive in that, yeah. Which, but uh, but you, uh, your trip, you were in the uh, this region of the world for how long was it again? Uh, we were in Dubai. I wanted, I believe we were out there for eleven days or so. Okay. Uh, Dubai and and uh, Abu Dhabi, and they're about an hour apart from each other. Um, and we were there for eleven days uh, because we also threw on Hong Kong for four or five days. Uh, I, I, no, only four days for that. And then we had a week-long Greek cruise. So, so you were about three weeks of, of travel. It was about a three-week vacation. It was, uh, I actually think it was about 24 days when it was all said and done, including travel, because I like to ride the weekends. And then, honestly, um, when I get back from a trip that involves overseas travel, I actually like to go to work the next day just to try to force myself to get back wow. on the time zone <laughs> It's not fun, but it gets like if you have to be at work all day and you're like, well, I have to I have to operate right now. You know, you can't be like, well, you know what? It's my 3 a.m. right now and I am I'm over here serving tables. No, you have to you have to do what you got to do to kind of get back into the zone. But, you know, work hard, play hard. Yeah, that no, that I'm not. I wouldn't know. But anyways, um, you obviously have the uh, energy and stamina for that, so more power to you. <laughs> but, and and I have the energy and stamina for that while I was pushing my wife in a wheelchair. So haha! Wow. <laughs> yeah. Su- yeah. Superpower. That's how you get these giant, you know, eight inch round arms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're a regular guest on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right but we're gonna go uh so there's this um there's this um collection of theme parks with the very generic name of yeah. uh <laughs> dubai parks and resorts but don't be uh put off by the generic name it's just descriptive <laughs> so that they will get you in the door uh, because this place has like four four theme parks, four theme parks. so this is like um Disney World. It's Disney World. actually yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically Walt Disney World. And all the four parks are connected by Disney Springs, by their version of Disney Springs called Riverland. Or, or City Walk for Universal people. That's because City Walk connects the theme parks in it. No, no, I would I would actually say that this was more like um less like City Walk and more like Disney Springs because 
there's so much water around it. Yeah, huh? like it's better landscaped. And if you look up imagery of it, it's more. Uh, it looks more like Disney Springs than a City Walk. Hmm. Which is, which is interesting. Um, now, like one thing, since since I went there, um, I was I'm on the website right now. They full on opened a huge hotel called the Lapita that will allow you to like walk directly into Riverland and the whole hotel looks like the Polynesian and it's a Polynesian themed hotel and it looks like a luxury one according to their website with from what I'm gathering pretty fair rates of about 90 to 100 bucks a night at wow. the maximum for the high end um I I want to reiterate to everybody that Dubai, like Dubai in general, while it's a more expensive area like to fly to and everything is very expensive to go there is actually pretty like once you're there, it's actually pretty cheap. Um, uh, so, you know, like you can get a hotel room probably at that place for 60, 70 bucks and be able to walk right into the parks. Wow. So, and, so, uh, so what did you I was saying? Where did you guys stay uh, when, um, when I, you went here? We, we stayed uh, at a uh, luxury – it was a five-star or four-and-a-half-star hotel, um, about 20 minutes central from everything. This one this, – this place, Dubai Parks and Resorts, is kind of in the middle of nowhere, and um, it's in the middle of the desert. There's no real big buildings around it, and um, it was only about 45 bucks a night, actually, for both of us. Wow. And I'm doing a quick look right now with a conversion. All right. So if you wanted to go to these four parks, um, uh, let me see. I, I'm pulling this up. Okay. So let's say you wanted to go to these parks for these for the two days. Um, it is about 80 bucks a person for two days. Oh, for so a one two day ticket is eighty dollars, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying, and it gets wow. you into pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, so uh, there, so like that's a totally doable thing right there in LA versus over here to go to one Disney park for one day is about 140 bucks or so. Is that where we're at now? <laughs> Jeez. I think so. I think we're at about 140 bucks. <laughs> oh my god, I can, I can, I can even remember that when it was seventy dollars. That wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> when I was when I was in high school, it was thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, that, yeah, that's that what, was yeah, same for me. Under twenty years ago, <laughs> yeah, Disneyland was like. Yeah, it was like thirty bucks when I was in high school, which was a lot yeah. of money when you don't have a job. But anyways, <laughs> wow. Anyways, all right. So yeah, no, eighty dollars for a two day ticket, uh, eighty US. That's uh, obviously a great deal. Yeah, it's um, it's a great deal, and especially you are going to be a fool to not go here after uh, after I'm done talking about this because this whole thing, for the most part, blew my mind. So essentially, what you could you could do theoretically yeah. is just go here, right? Like yeah, the, <laughs> right? Like on a, on a trip, like fly fly to Dubai to get a cab to stay at Lapita, and just this could be your trip. This could be your trip, or you could just pay the um, 
I think ten bucks or so a day for your rental car. Ten dollars a day. Well, we've all we've uh, all we discussed last time how, how many people are going to be driving in this area. I know you're uh, yeah, a brave I mean, soul and you did it, but <laughs> the driving is the same over there as it is over in the states, though. So uh, that's, you know, that's, and that's all the signs are in English. So all right, all right. And okay, so let uh, so I guess we'll just kind of get into this. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, here's the thing with uh with Pretty much everything in Dubai, you pull into the parking lot, and there's no ticket taker. There's no uh, there's no paying to park. It's free to park at your at these theme parks. I know that that's such a wild thought over here, <laughs> in the land of thirty dollars to park, you know, for a day, uh, with no liability over there, completely free. Wow, and I, I don't, and I guess if we're gonna keep comparing. I don't even understand. It's just another. Ca- you know, cash price gouging thing or whatever. Like, literally, what purpose, what economic purpose is paying? You know what it does? It pays for the people that works in the parking lot. Like, that's that's why you have to pay. No, it, it doesn't even pay for the people that work in the parking lot. <laughs> if these guys are getting 15 bucks an hour uh, to pay their eight-hour wage, you just need four cars to go through. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and that takes all of two minutes to get for them. It's all profit, and I always said that if I was, um, if I became CEO of Disney, uh, which is well, never well going your, to happen, you're well on your way. <laughs> I, I'm on my way. If I if I ever became CEO of Disney, what I would do not get rid of the parking fees, but have like this giant like thermometer in front of every park with what the next attraction is going to be, and oh, yeah, all the all money, the money. <laughs> all the money from the parking is going to go exclusively to these new attractions. So that way, you at least feel okay. Today I helped build this. <laughs> it's kind of, that way you can at least feel good about what you're no, paying it's, for. It's just throwing away money. It's nuts. Especially, I mean, Magic Kingdom's parking lot. Like it's it's already paved. It's paid for. Like like what are you paying for? Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um, no parking fees in this area. So 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 we 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 pulled into park and it said that the parks all opened up at 10 a.m. And, um, I turned to my wife and I was like, what's going on here? There's only four other cars in the parking lot right now. And in fact, I sent you a video of that. Yeah. I know I put, I sent you a video. So imagine five cars total or so for four theme parks. And this is like scary. Like this is where you're wow. going, um, what's wrong. And what it turns out is that. The website didn't necessarily accurately match what was going on. So each park opens up at a different time. And they open up at, at like, and when you get in there, the rides open up at different times. Oh, so the park opens up earlier than the all the attractions. Right. So, like, you can still walk around the entire park. It's not like Epcot where it's like, um, you know, you can only go so far until what is it, 1030 or 11 or so? Yeah, it's all um, and then they, yeah. Until, yeah. Here you can go into World Showcase and then uh, just nothing will be open. You can just enjoy walking around there. So, uh, and this is, the whole point of this was I was wondering how this whole place stays in business. I could not figure this out to save my life over the two days that we were there because, you know, you have to have guests. But here they are, and and they're continuing to build. You know, they're 
they're building more stuff and they had cranes up and they were working on a new land and they haven't announced it yet but i'm sure we'll know it by the end of the year based on how quickly uh, quickly they build so somebody has deep pockets i'm almost wondering if um they like somebody with deep pockets is like i'm not gonna let this fail we're just going to keep building and building and i am uh 100 convinced that there is a disney park coming to this area Hmm. Um, because of how much money is being thrown around, I wonder if the land is there and some people know a little bit more like, hey, look, keep building, keep building, and our day will come. But, you know, it's all conjecture and all speculation, but the signs with everything that's going there kind of point to yes, even if it's going to be a little more like what I'm talking about today. Little mean not well attended. Is that what you mean? No, no. I think it'll be well. I think it would be well attended. Uh, I think it would draw people in there because of the name. But meaning a lot of the theme parks out there are primarily indoors, and you would have a different model of a Disney park, and um, and that's going to be like one of the lands that that I'll be talking about shortly. But uh, when you enter, you enter in through the Riverwalk area, and all these stores. We're closed. Like everything is closed. And mm. there's a handful of restaurants that are open. And um, we uh, said, okay, you know what? Screw this. Let's go. It's 10 a.m. Let's go right into um, Motion Gate, which is the first of the four parks. They have four parks. There is Motion Gate, which is based on movies and uh, uh, just different properties. And then there's a Bollywood theme park, as well as a Legoland and a Legoland water park. So uh, we walked up to the Motion Gate entrance, and there's nobody there. This is at at 10 a.m., right? (laughs) No, this one opened up at 11. So I said, okay, well, let's go get some coffee. And I said, let's go get a little breakfast. So we went to this uh, one of the few places that was open. And uh, yeah, it was nice. And then it was 11 a.m. and or 10:45 or so, and we said, okay, well, let's head on over there to um, to Motion Gate now. And um, there weren't very many regular people coming in, but what there were coming in there were tons and tons and tons of school buses filled with kids from India and there uh, there's a high percentage of people of Indians out there and they go there for language schools and tech schools and stuff like that. They put their kids there and they're all wearing different colors and they're all completely unsupervised by the adults. Wow. So um, you can imagine that these parks, what we were seeing were, you know, anytime you get a, a group of kids together they become like middle school or so. They start trying to show off in front of their friends. So everything we noticed was just being chipped away. And they were having to paint it and touch up as they were going along, which is kind of sad to watch. Just a little uh, little reckless with the... Uh... A little... Yeah, they were just... Uh, the kids were all like basically proving each other and trying to show off to the different... You know, to their friends and stuff. Um, but you know, like there's no adult supervision. So that was kind of a strange aspect to watch. It was just like, go like, because you'd see kids going in and out of lines and they'd like run to the front of the ride and then they go, Oh, this isn't a roller coaster. And then they'd run back through the entrance line. But, um, I would, I would say that 
maybe excluding all the kid groups, maybe 100, 150 like people that you could tell were not in the 12 to 16 range. Wow. <laughs> that were with school groups. So <laughs> it was so weird. Um, so um, you enter in Motion Gate and it's through their main street. And their main street's called Studio Central. And there's like a little fountain in the middle. And um, there is um, there's like a little show there almost. There's not much going on. Um, just shops and coffee and stuff like that. Nothing really exciting in that area. Mm. It looks uh, less like Main Street actually. It looks more like um, when you enter Hollywood Studios. Actually, if you look at the the main like splash page for motion gate. You can kind of see what I'm talking about where they have all the characters dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there were no characters dancing outside, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just kind of strange as to how much that looked like Hollywood studios. So they went with an old time Hollywood look for this park. Yeah, they, they went for, yeah, they exactly, they went for an old time Hollywood look and, um, yeah, it's just really strange how they um, how they did that. So, um, because you know, you're trying to figure this out. Going Hollywood is way far away on the other side of the world. This doesn't translate well over there. Yeah, they're like, what is this? <laughs> you know, so um, um, just so you can kind of follow along, I'm going to go based on the lands uh, to what we went first. And the first area that we went to is the Lionsgate area. All right. So, I mean, just a, let's give a quick rundown of the lands. There's not that many, just so people know. Where... There's, there's, five, there's five, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, there's, there's only four lands because Studio Central isn't even a land. That's just the, the hub. Right. So there's only four lands. That's entrance and the hub. So this yeah. is supposed to be like a movie, movie studio, a group of different movie studios or something. I guess that's the loose theme here. <laughs> yeah, they're themed about Lionsgate, DreamWorks, The Smurfs, and Columbia Pictures. Smurfs must be really huge <laughs> to get their own land. <laughs> Smurfs are actually pretty popular out there because of the European travelers. They're big in like Denmark and stuff like that, and the flight from Europe to Dubai is actually not very bad. Oh, okay, so you're doing something to kind of attract the international audience. But uh, you know, there was with the dream regarding DreamWorks, um, they actually started building a Universal park before this happened, and um, Universal pulled out when the economy collapsed in 2008 or so, I believe it was, and they pulled out. And um, that's why I think we have DreamWorks over here, because that doesn't make sense for that to not be at a Universal-based park. Right. Well, Universal hasn't owned DreamWorks for that long, though. Yeah. I think it's only been like five years or something like that. Yeah, correct. So so first off, uh, there is a... Wow, their website is absolutely hard to kind of maneuver right now. Um, there's a lot going on in the world, so I think they're mixing uh, mixing up with the uh, messing with the websites and stuff. Okay. Uh, but okay, so in in the Lionsgate area, 
you have the Step Up All In show, which we did not see. I do not care about Step Up All In. Okay. <laughs> like, it's a dance show. But you see, there, there's more in this area than what they're showing. So this is kind of a pain as to how this is working out. Um, yeah, so the website gonna... is not it's not working well. <laughs> yeah, you so you know what? Off memory. I thought the website would be a good map to kind of figure out, but they're not showing all the the, 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 no, the, map, <laughs> the map sucks. So, okay, so, okay, so I know, okay, in this area, they also had the Hunger Games-themed area. That was pretty much what this area was. Okay. And um, this involved a couple of attractions. First was the Capital Bullet Train. And what this is, you get in and you watch a pre-show, and I forget the name of the character from the Hunger Games, but the lady who dresses kind of like Lady Gaga. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've only seen the movie once. I'm not a fan. So. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she's basically telling everybody that you're going to be on your adventure uh, you know, to the city, basically. Right. Or the, the bullet train to the city. And what it basically is is – you get on a roller coaster and uh, they pull, they launch you backwards and then they launch you forwards and you do like a little, uh, you do several loops and stuff and then you go through it backwards and kind of like a Montezuma's Revenge, but an extended version of that. Well, I'll just, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I just want to mention it again. Uh, are all this stuff in, in, in English or? Yes, this is all in English. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I, English is the second language spoken out there. Okay. So all the signs are in English as well. And I noticed that uh, in a few spots, there things are primarily in the native language. Um, like actually over in the Bollywood area, which I'll talk to in a moment, or not in a moment, but a little bit. Um, a lot of those attractions were in Farsi, which is uh, the language of India. Because you're using the actors from India to give the pre-show and stuff like that. Okay. But over here, you know, you have the girl from Hunger Games. They're not going to expect her to learn Arabic to give a um, safety demonstration. They dub it or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, they didn't dub it. They did have the um, language on the bottom of the screen. Like, so that's. You know, it, it was a nice roller coaster. It was a one and done. Uh, we went here for two days knowing that we would probably be going back to Motion Gate the second day because um, this park was the winner. Um, but this was one that we did not feel the need to go back to again. Okay. So um, the other big attraction in this area is the Pan Am Aerial Tour. And what this was, this was really um, – okay uh, – when they built this park, they paid for certain ride systems. And by golly, they were going to use them. And we <laughs> saw this same ride system that was used for this on three different attractions in this area. In the same area, wow. <laughs> like, not like meaning, um, meaning at the Dubai Parks and Resorts. This oh, okay. ride was basically in three spots, but with different skin. Um, yeah, so uh, the Panama Aerial Tour, what this basically is, is it says it's a 4D hovercraft motion simulator. You're getting a, you're on a trip through the world of the Hunger Games and like going above the different districts. 
So what they do is they put you in this enclosed vehicle and kind of like a Kong Skull Island or Fast and Furious supercharged. Okay. And what they do is they give you three, you wear the 3D glasses and they move you forward about 10 or 15 feet and you're on a track. And then you're in this area with like an IMAX screen dome and you watch the movie in front of you. And the whole time they're shaking it back and forth, like they're kind of moving you off, like with this group of, let's say, 40 or 50 people can ride this at once. And um, kind of like a great movie ride vehicle, almost, but enclosed. Okay. And then as you're watching what's going on, um, the ride shakes and moves you around. But like if you turn your head behind you, you can totally see the ride operator just sitting there like yawning. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because you're only moving like – you're only moving a matter of feet forward so you can enter the like enter where the screen is. And I didn't know what this was going to be like. I knew it was a simulator. Um, and what, I'm not a Hunger Games fan. This is not my fandom at all. I saw like two and a half of the movies and I kind of got bored with it. So I just kind of ignored it. Um, I don't know how popular it is out there. Uh but I guess if you're a Hunger Games fan, you'd probably really enjoy all the nuances that they put into it, like as far as the set decorations and stuff like that. But in general, it was kind of uh, – this was the weak area of the park. Hmm. I feel like Hunger Games, like, like uh, you know, the height of that is, like, well behind us now. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, as was most of it. Um, so – the next area that you're going to go to, I see how they have this set up now. Okay, so if you're scrolling down um, on their website, if you're following along at home, uh, the next area is the DreamWorks area. And what this is is a giant Costco-sized building hosting several lands. Okay. And um, I'm going to have you stop at the Melman go-round. Just to be clear, just- Lionsgate area is just Hunger Games? Lionsgate area is just Hunger Games and Step Up. Okay, weird. All right, just wanted to be clear. Now, uh, now what, what they did have going on, um, I don't even know if Step Up was actually running because that was where they had a haunt at a few weeks prior, and they were cleaning up from – they did like a Halloween haunt type thing where I think they had six or seven mazes set up throughout the park, and they used that stage area for a show. Or for a maze. Okay. So, uh, anyway, um, so you enter this giant building, and on the way into it, you see this fountain, and it's a DreamWorks fountain. And they have life-size sculptures of all of the characters that you'll see over there, like Shrek and How to Train Your Dragon and uh, Madagascar and stuff like that. And um, it... They're high quality, like they're not bronze statues. They're uh, realistic figures from the point where I thought that they were actors from a distance. Oh, wow. So you can get great photos. And I will say that they did have a lot of uh, characters that you could meet throughout the park. However, um, they didn't seem to be that into it. Mm. And I kind of sensed that it was because they each had certain times that they met, like, and they were all like, to meet Papa Smurf, you have to see him at this time and this time. Like they met twice a day for 15 minutes. I think it was the same three people going around the park and like, okay, now I'm going to be the penguins from Madagascar. 
Now it's time for me to be, uh, you know, I'm going to oh, be yeah. Shrek now. Well, with that few of guests, it's understandable, right? <laughs> oh, of course. You're going to, you're not going to um, go too crazy with what you're spending there, you know, or like how much entertainment you're putting in if there's nobody really there. So um, you enter the building and there is this, it was like a ship fountain in the middle of it with all the characters um, from all the DreamWorks movies like riding a giant boat with the fountain through it and there there was a mural above it and it was probably the most eye-catching thing I had seen and I took several photos of it um, but it, just if you if somebody's at home and you just kind of google the entrance to this thing it's pretty spectacular and you see um three doors and it's or three entrances and one says you know um to shrek uh madagascar how to train your dragon and i think there was one more land uh kung fu panda okay so um we said okay well we'll go to the left first you know kind of like to be organized and the on the left is where kung fu panda is so um, if you're scrolling down, you can kind of see the Kung Fu Panda attractions right here. And uh, he has like an academy show, which looks like the, uh, the Jedi training show. Mm-hmm. We did not see that happening when we were there. Uh, but we first started out by doing the Mr. Ping's noodle fling, which is mad mm-hmm. teacups. Um, but you are in a noodle cup and Mr. Ping is on top and he's yelling at you. Um, <laughs> sitting in his bowl of noodles and it was a lot of fun and um, you know it's teacups but you know there's no line for anything there there were no lines for any rides wow. you walk right on uh, there were a couple quick moments where we had to wait maybe two or three cycles but that was it so we flew through this park Um and right after Mr. Ping's noodle fling, we had to eat at Mr. Ping's noodle shop because, of course, you have to do that. Of course, yes. <laughs> and um, I will say the portions for that were amazing. Like, it was huge. I couldn't finish it, and it was like 10 bucks for my noodle bowl. And there was ton- tons of meat and tons of stuff in there. Um, if you guys get over there, you will not be disappointed. Like, this is uh, – this was like having Disneyland to yourself. Um, <laughs> wow. Although I know that none of these attractions have sounded that great so far. But, um, you're, like, you're, like, you're like, not quite. But, but I, I, I promise you, it's, I promise you, it's going to get better. Okay. Um, okay. So then the other ride that's coming in is the Kung Fu Panda Unstoppable Awesomeness. And once again, here is that same ride system. And you can see the photo of these people in this giant, you're in a giant boat. And they move you forward, and you get to watch the movie. And sure enough, it is the same movie that plays at Universal Studios Hollywood. The uh, the show, the the new show in the theater, the DreamWorks Theater. Yes, yes, you're watching that as you're writing this. I think it actually debuted over there first. Interesting, because this park has been open for I want to say three or four years now. I don't know when that came in, but I wouldn't be surprised if this opened up first with this, and they were like, "Hey, cool, we haven't, we just built this theater. Hey, look, free show." 
And, um, you know, it's the same thing, but you're all sitting in the thing together and it's shaking, you know, you know, you're being sprayed with water. Um, it is the exact same thing as you can expect, you know, like, or as, as you've seen before, like if you've already done the universal studios, Hollywood version, um, you've done, you've done this one, but it was nice doing it because there was no line. And, um, uh, the pre like going through the queues, I need to mention that all the queues for this, for anything that was a bigger attraction were probably some of the most intricate queues I've ever seen. Um, hmm. basically you're feeling like you're going through a ninja forest on your way to, uh, to the attraction. And it's a shame that so many people were just kind of like punching things and being disrespectful. I hate seeing that because, you know, something put a lot of effort into this. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> but, you know, so the Kung Fu Panda area for me, that was kind of like, okay, not really the, necessarily the highlight. Um, and then you go right into the uh, Madagascar area. So that it connects into the Madagascar area. And um, this is themed to a circus. It's very loud. And they have the Melman go round um, carousel, which we definitely did that because at the top of the carousel you have um, the zebra character. The I forget. I, I think it's Chris Rock or Chris. Is yeah, it Chris yeah, Rock I, or I Chris so. Tucker? I think it's yeah, uh, it's Chris Rock. Yeah, it's Chris Rock, and he's singing his Afro Circus song the entire time. And I feel really bad for whoever has to work that ride because that's going to get very old very quick. And you probably want to like, if you ever met Chris Rock in person, you'd probably smack him. <laughs> and, um, you know, the, the carousel was one of the most highly themed carousels I've seen as far as what the characters look like that you're riding on. Um, like the, the, the sculpts are nice. Um, but yeah, it's a carousel. Um, the other thing that they have is um, Penguin Air, which is uh, just like a Dumbo type thing, basically. Basic, stuff. Um, yeah. basic, basic, basic ride. But they did have a real ride there, which is Madagascar Mad Pursuit. And this is where things get great. Okay. Uh, this is where this park starts getting amazing. So this is a roller coaster where you're basically sitting in a vehicle similar to Revenge of the Mummy ride. Okay. Uh, eight people, so four across. And or- Orlando's Revenge of the Mummy. <laughs> Orlando's Revenge of the Mummy. different. <laughs> and you cannot see this roller coaster at all in this building. Most of the – okay, the big rides are all hidden behind walls. And I remember I asked um, somebody who worked there, and I said, um, how much more room is in this building? And they said, you would be surprised if you heard how much. There is enough for several more lands in this building. And I sensed they they were selling a lot of, near the entrance, Trolls merchandise. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were tinkering around with the Trolls world back there. So... uh, but you know that's that's speculation. What I'm just saying is this would make sense because it's a DreamWorks theme building. Um, so this Madagascar Mad Pursuit ride is you are in this vehicle going through the circus, and it starts out with the dark ride, moving you know kind of slowly as you go past um, very nice animatronics of all the characters from Madagascar. 
And, you know, you can't you didn't know what you're signing up for on this ride. And it turns out that it is incredibly intense. Wow. It it launches you. Um, it doesn't say what the speed is on this thing. Um, but I remember it did several loops. But as it's doing these things, you are going by other like you are going by um, animatronic characters and uh and stuff like that like it slows you down so you can see what's going on it's pretty much revenge of the mummy but a more intense version of that with madagascar which is kind of interesting yeah interesting (laughs) because you know madagascar is kind of a little kid's property it's not really a teenager type property it's one that like you know kids who are five and six love madagascar and here is an intense roller coaster that they cannot ride with the characters that they love that's yeah it's pretty bizarre i mean i've never even seen it so i, I mean it's never even been appealed to me so i think it's definitely targeted towards young kids so that that's pretty bizarre and what was nice was that you got like the minute long dark ride before i would say the roller coaster was probably a minute and a half or so the, the roller coaster part itself um, wasn't very long, but it ended with another couple animatronics and like another like scene after you did it. Like, I think the idea was that you were trying out to be a trapeze artist. No, no, no. You were being shot from a cannon. <laughs> That's what it is, is you're being shot from a cannon that the penguins are setting up. So yeah, um, they're like, okay, we got the new, uh, we've got the new, uh, recruits here for the, uh, the cannonball act. So, this, like, I don't know if we did that the second day as well. Yeah, we did. Okay, my wife's shaking her head that, yes, we we made sure the second day to hit this one again. Um, so this is a high, high-quality ride. Um, so after you leave that area, you go into uh, How to Train Your Dragon, which is directly below this. Uh, if you're falling around and they have, you know, a swinging Viking ship, by the way, this looks just like the Viking camp from how to train your dragon. Like it looks just like the city and it's indoors. And the amount of detail that you're seeing is insane in this building. Like, um, I, I really can't describe it. Um, I wish I could show visuals to everybody, but I would just say uh, if you Google how to train your dragon Dubai, um, you could see what this level of detail is in this land. Oh, just I just want to interject. Um, you have shared with me, and I have a whole a whole bunch of pictures, and uh, and I'll be adding some to the show notes. For sure, just for reference from your trip, so you know, people don't have to search too hard <laughs> for. It. Oh, okay, okay. So you have seen that what I'm talking about. Like, this isn't like a chintzy land that they built. This is multi-level with like a river going through it and torches with fire with actual fire going on. Yeah, and you you see like uh, the leaves rustling. Like there's a dragon back there. You hear noises. It's very immersive. And, you know, they do have a Viking ship type ride, which we didn't bother doing. Uh, they have a little splash area. But each of these areas has their one big ride. And this had probably one of my favorite roller coasters ever, which is Dragon Gliders. Mm. And what this is, 
you are suspended, and it is a hybrid dark ride slash roller coaster um, where you are going, and you can't see the bulk of the ride, by the way. You know, like, there is a part near the end of the ride where you can see people flying around, like, and looping the How to Train Your Dragon area, like, kind of, like, circling it. Mm-hmm. Is you go for a victory lap. But what happens before then um, is kind of a scary ride. Um, you are set in and you kind of load in on this ride similar to like um, oh, a Rip Ride Rocket, Haunted Mansion type thing. Um, oh, it's where moving? You kinda, yeah, like a moving platform type deal where you kind of get in this actually and, seems like forbidden journey that like the ride vehicle your description of it because that has the same thing on forbidden journey it's a moving platform when you're loading it's a but it's not you're suspended and it is a hybrid roller coaster so you go through scenes and this uh, it's been a while but the, i think the idea of the the story was of course you know you see hiccup and toothless and um, I'll say that all human animatronics were kind of uh, kind of uh, less animated than the toothless and other dragon animatronics. The dragon animatronics are freaking rad. Hmm. And what this can do is it can't this this vehicle can spin you 360 degrees around. Wow. So when you're going in the scene on the dark ride, you'll be going through like a roller coaster and you'll, you'll do like a little drop. And then all of a sudden, as you're dropping, your vehicle will spin to show you what's happening behind you. And there will be some of the bad dragons chasing after you. And it's all, with the exception of a couple screen based effects, it's all practical. So there's a part where you go through total darkness and all of a sudden, like it turns bright red and a giant dragon, uh, lunges directly at you oh wow <laughs> and um this is a i want to say a four or five minute experience and the roller coaster is actually kind of aggressive but it's so hard to explain because um it stops you and slows you down for scenes and you see the characters and they talk and then all of a sudden you get launched and you drop but the whole time their storyline and sound and they're they're screaming at you and it's kind of like Forbidden Journey, I guess, if it was on a roller coaster track above you and if Forbidden Journey was able to turn you around 360 degrees. Well, I think it is. Uh, well, it's not on a track, but I think the Cougar Arm can go around 360. You know, I, I yeah, maybe sure it does. You, I'm pretty sure that you do. I mean, not in the, the way you're describing is you're on a on a path going straight ahead and then you're the story is showing you what's behind you i'm saying on forbidden journey you're definitely turned around but it's not supposed to be necessarily what's behind you you're just getting you know you're they're throwing your bearings off you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think, I think this, this was this is one that i did a second time this was uh, like the next thing i said this is like this is worth <clears throat> this area this whole dreamworks area is worth the trip to Dubai alone. Wow. Uh, I mean, the how uh, the Kung Fu Panda area, it's super nicely themed, and if you've never done that ride, or if you've never seen that show, it's a good show. You know, and this ride, I mean, there's ride-through videos of it, 
online, but you can't capture what you're seeing and the way that you move on this thing. It doesn't loop or anything, but it does have several accelerations, and it's long. It tells you a whole story from, hey, let's go out flying to, of course, something goes wrong, and then we have to defeat the creature. And it ends where you do this whole really long spiral around Toothless getting belly rubs, and it's adorable. (laughs) It is so, like... But you, you get to do, like they say, let's take a victory lap. So everybody can see that there's a roller coaster. There's, you know, okay, Dragon Gliders is a roller coaster because the bulk of the ride is behind the walls, but it's still enclosed. You just can't tell what's going on, um, which is nice because, you know, like if you see Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, for the most part, you can kind of see how the track goes, although there are several parts that kind of go indoors. Um, this conceals the bulk of the ride. And I knew that this was a big deal. I had read um, on Theme Park Insider, um, I I tried to avoid reading or looking at any imagery for anything other than what was shown on the park's website. I didn't want to know what the rides were. I like being surprised when I go somewhere. And he said that this Dragon Gliders ride was a major game changer. And sure enough, this thing is a true game changer. And... um, it's a shame that we don't have this over here and it's a shame that there's nobody going over there to experience this because I'd like to be able to get there in a few years again when there's more stuff there, but in order for there to constantly be more stuff there, people have to go there. Right. You know, like gonna there's going to come a point, <laughs> there's going to come a point where they're going to say, well, why are we, why are we constantly investing in amazing stuff if nobody is coming here? And it's <clears throat> this ride. Uh, I, I can't even, like, I'm just excited by talking about it because it's so exciting. It is so much fun. So, so, the, so, um, so the, I would say, based, you know, no spoilers here, I guess, this is probably your favorite thing here at Motion, Motion Gate? <laughs> at Motion Gate? No. Oh. No, it was not my favorite thing at Motion Gate. This is where it gets crazy. Okay, because the the next area you go into is Shrek Shrek's area. All right, and um, this is the last land that they currently have in this building, but they said more are coming. And this one you can meet Shrek and Fiona. And you can see that they have like um, they had a, um, you can meet Shrek and Fiona, and they have a ride called the Swamp Celebration, which is basically if you know what a disco coaster is where basically it goes back and forth and everybody sits around facing each other forward. If you see it, the swamp celebration Mm. scrolling down, let me see it's scroll down. It's called swamp celebration. Um, Oh yeah. Just like, uh, like the, like a, like a pirate ship. They have those at like six pirate ship, but it spins around. Um, it may like it's on the track. It's not really a pirate ship because it can spin 360 as well. Okay. So as you're going back and forth, you're actually turning and stuff. Okay. So right above that, you see something that says Shrek's Merry fairy tale journey. Yes. And it shows little kids and they're making, um, they're making like scary faces toward Shrek and Fiona in costumes. It kind of looks, like, like, looks like a meet and greet, like a like a Chanted yep. Tales with Belle kind of thing. Yeah, and it, it says, 
Enjoy a storybook world where Shrek and Fiona tell their triplets how they met in a surprising and heartwarming puppet show. But just when you think you've seen it all, you'll come to love the show even more. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a show. And I saw that this was coming up. I said, I guess we should see this show. And then it it had ride information on it. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what? What is this? Because... I didn't know that there was a Shrek ride over here. Hmm. I thought, okay, this is a show. And you're going this you're going through this long queue. They built this queue like the entire city of Dubai was coming to visit all at once. <laughs> you go through Pinocchio and Geppetto's cottage. You go by the three little pigs. And it's kind of like the Who Framed the Roger Rabbit cartoon Spinland where you walk by and you hear the three little pigs like yelling at you to stay away. And the three blind mice are, you know, like yelling at you like, hey, have you seen my glasses? I can't find my glasses and stuff like that. And we get to the front of the right and there's nobody in this line except these kids who are just basically like, oh, it's not a roller coaster. I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. What this ride is, you get in the vehicle. This is Miss manner of dubai this is um or um if we're going to talk about something way more recent mickey and minnie's runaway railway or uh a much less intense version of uh star wars galaxy's edge uh rise of the resistance it's a trackless vehicle that takes you through the entire shrek movie if you never think you will get over there, watch the ride-through video of this. I sent it to my brother. I put it on the Creepy Kingdom page when I was there because I was. this was the best ride at this park. Wow. It is ten and a half minutes long. What? That's so long. It is ten and a half minutes long. <laughs> and the way that this thing starts, okay, so you go by. And they say, and it's, you know, like basically Shrek 2, where he has his triplets, or is that Shrek 3? One of these movies, he has triplets, (laughs) and it's these highly, highly decorated animatronics. And you're in a, by the way, you're in a trackless vehicle. I'm sure I I mentioned that. So based on which car of the four that go in at once you're sitting in, you're going to go through different things, like basically different little peekins and different nooks. Oh, wow. And... Um, it's these high quality Shrek figures and they're saying, the kids are asking, you know, how did you guys meet? And Shrek said, I have an idea. I'll put on a puppet show for you. So the reason why they did that, because this ride is so long and there's so many characters that they have to get in, they have all these characters and they're made out of wood and they're moving like wooden puppets, basically like, um, like, like basically Shrek made these. And they have limited movement, but they're they're meant to look crappy. And uh, um, they maybe do like one or two things. Okay. Uh, so the rest of the animatronics are all like Shrek drew these by hand. Um, they're a little bit better than that, but they're um, they're and like for example, everything's on a string. So that way, like when you walk by it, it's like Shrek is putting on a puppet show for his kids. And you go through from day from the very beginning to the very end, including Lord Farquaad and how Shrek met Donkey 
and you get these scenes where you see like how donkey um like when don like they have donkey journeying with shrek and you actually the vehicle moves at the same speed as for a good portion where um, donkey is having a conversation conversation with shrek about making waffles and you're witnessing scenes from the movie playing out in real time and the characters are right there following you the entire time and this went on for about four minutes and i said well they're gonna have to nerf the, uh, because my, i was with my wife i said this has to end soon they haven't even gotten into the dragon or any of this. They have to like they're going to do like what they did with um, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. That's what ride. I kept thinking about. Yeah, real, real drawn out beginning and then abrupt ending. <laughs> and, and no, no, they they didn't do that. They have the whole thing where they uh, where all of a sudden you see the dragon, and then you get the story of how Donkey is try it starts falling in love with the dragon, and you're this is like a minute of the ride, and then. Um, you see like Shrek depressed and he's hanging out with donkey and he's, uh, and like you're watching him training, get ready to rescue Fiona. And then you go on the journey where the ride actually speeds up because you, now you're rushing through the castle to rescue Fiona and it enters where you come into this room backwards into this giant, giant, like, I'd say half the size of um, of the main room in Rise of the Resistance. About wow. half the size, but still very big. And it's, you realize that you're in a cathedral, and you're witnessing the wedding vows happening, and then the vehicle turns, and all of the pews spring up like a pop-up book. And the characters all start moving side to side, and you're in this giant vehicle. And I actually started like a tear came out of my eye because I was like, I had never seen. I wasn't expecting this. It was this crazy wow moment where, like, you know, you just when you think you've seen it all, all of a sudden you're in this giant cathedral, and now there's, you know, probably 50, 60 animatronics, like mild animatronics and they're intentionally being pulled by by strings and this was a great way to save budget and then as soon as they do the like as soon as it ends you go back to regular style shrek animatronic with the kids and they have a dance party to smash mouth and you go through the whole thing and then the vehicle dances to smash mouth um i'm a believer on the way out, me simply meaning it like moves side to side and kind of like spins around with the other vehicles. Wow! And I mean, this—it's uh, long. It's—it does everything. I was so like after I got off this, I said, "How do we not have this over here? How is this not a thing?" There's no like it wouldn't fit in the Shrek 4D theater. There's no way oh, this yeah. thing is so big. It's so like this was like the highlight of the entire park. So I mean, like, uh, and I'm not like a giant Shrek fan to begin with. Um, I enjoy it, but this itself was like just seeing something so well done. Yeah, yeah. And like, and especially when like looking and you're like, oh, Shrek's Merry Fairy Tale Journey. You're not expecting anything from that. You're thinking it's a show. 
with yeah. little kid for like little kids that like do enchanted tales with Belle. No, this is like the best one of the best. <laughs> it it's right under Mystic Manor for me as far wow. as uh, it, it, like in some ways, um, and I've seen some forums about this because I like I started like googling this thing, and some people said on popular opinion. This is better than Mystic Manor just because of the length, you know. Mystic Manor is more like four or five minutes. So any anyway, so you leave that building. Oh, and I, oh, the, wait, 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 before I, I just interject my something about before we leave Shrek and, and what you and what they've done here. This yeah. this uh, from a storytelling perspective is very impressive. The idea that. You know, we go on so many dark rides, they're book reports of the movie. And here, and there's no real rhyme or reason for it, right? And from, from a storytelling perspective, it's like, here's the first movie, but I'm retelling it in my style. So, like, it's such a cool idea to be like, like Shrek made the ride. <laughs> that he basically. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's Shrek made, you're watching the, you're writing the puppet show that he created for his kids. Um, and he's retelling it how he knew it and how he saw it. And, you know, you get um, – there are some great scenes where it's kind of like um, where you see Fiona turn from um, uh, ra- like human Fiona into ogre Fiona in real time in front of you. And I'm sure it had to be like one of those kind of like blue fairy type effects. Yeah. But it was it, it was just so crazy to see this. It it allowed by doing like kind of crappy looking animatronics, like puppet show style animatronics, but they're life sized. You're able to make the ride really long without having to have as much uh, maintenance on on like a highly detailed animatronic. You just have to deal with the very beginning and the very end, and then you know, and then the the other nine minutes can take care of itself. Very interesting. Uh, the only other thing we brought up, uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, it has the two different names in the two different parks. I don't remember what they are. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, what was interesting was uh, so when DCA had its makeover and it opened up Buena Vista Street, and also that's when Little Mermaid attraction opened. Uh, right, for, and and Cars Land was if it hadn't opened, it was about to. Um, they uh, they used to, they for a limited time handed out these newspapers on Buena Vista Street. Uh, I forget what it was called, Buena Vista Times. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, inside of it, um, they gave like kind of a preview of the new stuff in the park, but with keeping in the theme that this is a 1920s newspaper. So okay. they so they referenced the Little Mermaid attraction, <laughs> and they referenced it by saying, "Be sure to visit the pier." Where there's a recreation of the uh, the famous story of the uh, you know the of our of the the prince and his mermaid, like so, so, so in the newspaper they're advertising it as this is a retelling of that story, <laughs> not that you're actually going there or whatever. And I and I thought that that was kind of funny for the newspaper, but then but then as I'm writing the attraction, I'm like, okay, like that's kind of what this is because. It's so detailed in the beginning, but then, you know, so you can actually feel like, okay, I'm actually going on, you know, Ariel's adventure. But the end of the ride is so abrupt that it just looks like a, 
like a recap, you know, like it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, t- so it's funny they take that concept of a dark ride, a modern dark, a modern dark ride, which is not too many being built these days, and actually flesh it out to this Shrek ride is very impressive to say like, oh, this actually is literally a retelling, and we're going to show you that the characters are retelling the story, not the. Well- Ride makers, I guess. Well, what's interesting is we're actually getting uh, like a resurgence of dark rides if you kind of look at it now. Uh, like um, over at Epcot, whenever uh, that reopens, we're getting the Ratatouille ride. But yeah. granted, that's existed before. We got Rise of the Resistance, which is a dark ride with thrill elements. Um, yeah, and then dark ride, yeah. <laughs> Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway is definitely a dark ride. Um, you know, and then over in Tokyo Disney. Uh, whenever that reopens and they kind of get going for a couple of weeks, we'll get the um, Beauty and the Beast Stark ride. Yeah, you're right. It's coming back. It's, but there was, there was a long lull, though, for sure, without, oh, yeah. without them being built. Yeah, it was all thrill rides or not, you know, all thrill rides or flat rides. And it's kind of nice to see things being built with uh, some care. Yep. Because these, these definitely require a lot more work to uh, maintain. Yeah, next area is the Smurfberry or Smurf area. Smurf they have these that was Smurf like the berries. cereals, wasn't it? Smurf berries. Well, they, they, I, I'm looking. The reason why I said that is because the, one of the attractions in, in here is the Smurfberry Factory. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is, um, I, it's one of those areas where uh, you can basically shoot balls at people, like foam balls at people with compressed air. And it's a kid's wow. play area. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much for me as an adult there. Um, they also have uh, the Smurfs Village Playhouse, which is basically Turtle Talk with Brainy Smurf. Hmm. Um, did not see that. Um, we um, that is for kids, and that that is clearly like way beyond us. Um, <laughs> um, I would guess that, that would probably actually be in um, in Arabic, depending on it's probably multiple, like kind of like uh, if you do Turtle Talk uh, with Crush. Or uh, oh, what is it? The Stitch one. There's a Stitch one that's in other parks that aren't over here. They have different timings um, of this one's in English or this one's in whatever language. So I wouldn't be surprised if that one had Arabic. Okay. Um, they also have the Smurf Village Express, which is like the Barnstormer and like a little playground. But the big ride there is the Smurfs Studio Tour. And um, when I said uh, earlier that they use the same type of attractions in multiple spots because they paid for these parks to all open on the same day. Right. And uh, they sure love their trackless uh, ride vehicles as well there. And this is a trackless ride vehicle adventure through the Smurfs making a movie. And um, cool. these are very limited animatronics. These are... Um, picture the old Alice in Wonderland ones that do not move, or if they move, they move like their arm. Right. <laughs> uh, um, uh, and then there's giant, like, plywood gargamels that come out in different spots, kind of similar to how, like, Stromboli shows up. Um, gargamel is basically the Wicked Witch, or the uh, the hag from Snow White where he shows up in different scenes trying to stop the Smurfs. So they, they always lose. The thing is, is this is also another five or six minute long dark ride. Um, and I am not a giant Smurf fan and you will hear the Smurf song over and over. (laughs) This is a gentle 
um, dark ride and, um, they had a cool effect. Um, but it wasn't working when we were there, but I figured out what they did is you go into Smurfette's dressing room and, um, they say, uh, they're, they say that they're going to powder you blue to make you fit in. And they take your photo and they blast air at you. And at the very end, if it's working correct, you can buy a photo of yourself being smurfed, like where you're blue. Oh, boy. But, yeah, it's a, it's a good little dark ride. It's, you go through, like, like, a Star Wars type scene, a jungle type scene, Indiana Jones type scene, horror movie type scene. So it's like a parody of a popular movies, Smurfs. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, basically great movie ride, but with Smurfs. Okay, but none of the none of the rides are really uh, none of the things are really based on any actual property. There, it's just generic. We're going to do a dinosaur movie type thing. Okay. So, um, uh, so you know, uh, we did go on the Smurfs ride a second time as well. You know, we also did that the Shrek's ride the second day as well, and because the second day we decided that we were going to kind of hit um, the great hits that we liked. Right. Because, you know, we could walk into any park that we wanted to. Um, so the next area is the last land, which is um, the Lionsgate area. Uh, Columbia. Columbia, Columbia. Sorry, Columbia. So the first ride we did was the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, a river expedition. Hmm. And um, this was basically... This was a very weird themed attraction. Um, I really don't care that much about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, even though Bruce Campbell and Mr. T are in there together with William Shatner. They're all in this this movie, but... Um, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, what this is, is I think they were told, hey, we have to get a raft ride back here because it's Dubai and it gets really hot. And, um, well, what can we theme it to? And, oh, let's do Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Okay, there we go. So um, it's <laughs> basically you passing by food. It's uh, shorter than Popeye. Uh, it's probably actually about the same um, length of, like, Bigfoot Rapids at Knott's Berry Farm. It's, I'd say, probably about three minutes long or so. Um, and uh, static anima- static figures. um not much movement because they're also exposed to the elements and um, you're going by just different mutant food as they shoot at you. And uh, you go through different foodscapes and uh, kind of a, kind of a cute ride. Um, We didn't really get soaked on it. Um, uh, It was a good one and done. I mean, it's worth going on if you're over there, but uh, it wasn't the best raft ride I went on. It was just kind of a really weirdly themed ride. Just giant food. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, giant food. Um, uh, next attraction, this is another really, really weird one, is the Green Hornet High Speed Chase. This is a roller coaster themed to the Seth, Gro- uh, Seth, Seth Rogen fail, failure of a movie, the Green Hornet. And weird, sure, weird, weird property. But okay. <laughs> it's a really weird property, and Seth Rogen is showing you how to ride the ride. No, it's not even Seth Rogen. It's like one of the side actors in there who probably was like, oh, cool. Here's a gig, I guess. Um, yeah. I'm thinking that when they bought the licensing for this, uh, when they started designing the park, the Green Hornet was about to come out. And, hey, they were thinking that this was going to be a huge property. It was not. No. And um, it is a, uh, 
kind of a nice quick little roller coaster. Um, nothing really special about it. Um, uh, I believe it, yeah, it looped and it did a couple other, uh, fun, like inversions and that type of stuff and maneuvers, but it's pretty straightforward roller coaster with very minimal green Hornet theming to it. Other than the fact that you're like in his vehicle. Um, that's not, not really an exciting ride, but going back to when I was saying that, man, they really love their trackless rides over there comes Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters battle for New York. And this is great. This is a shooting ride through New York city as you're fighting different ghosts. You're shooting ghosts. Um, my only problem and like they're playing the music of course, and it looks like you're in the Ecto one and it's super exciting. And my only problem with it was, is it was primarily screens and, um, you know, you do fight midway mania basically. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're going through, um, it's, but it's not the back and forth of Toy Story Midway Mania. You know, you have to go into some bigger rooms. Toy Story Midway Mania is basically you're moving from uh, like basically three screens and then turning around to the backside of three screens. This, you get a little more chance to explore the space. And it does, um, this is trackless. So it, it's able to kind of turn you around a little bit. But you do get to fight Slimer, and it ends, of course, with the Safe Off Marshmallow Man. I do believe that we got wet after we destroyed the Safe Off Marshmallow Man. Nice. Like, he kind of explodes all over you. <laughs> um, and what's great is that everybody who's working there take is wearing Ghostbuster outfits. And you get to exit through the Ghostbuster gift store. And I loved Ghostbusters as a kid. And I still do. So this was a great, great experience. Um, I wish it had been a little bit better, but maybe if the new movie... Uh, coming out at some point this year. It's probably going to get rescheduled for some weird date in like November now um, because all the theaters are closed. Right. Maybe they'll uh, throw a little more uh, love into the ride. But mm. nice little trackless ride. Um, uh, also, speaking of more trackless rides, is the Hotel Transylvania. Another one. And what this is, this is their version of Haunted Mansion. I was about to say, I think this is Haunted Mansion, yeah. <laughs> but it's trackless. It's more like Mystic Manor because you're on the trackless vehicle. Now, this is a long ride. Um, it is unnecessarily long in some regards because, <laughs> okay, so it's another one with static figures um, with the exception of a couple. So basically they like, like you'll see like Count Dracula and he'll like turn around at you and you'll hear his voice yelling at you, but they're not really moving much. And I kind of get that because they were building, you know, four parks at once. And, um, with this ride, you're going through the hotel. And when I mean, you're going through the hotel, you're going into every single hotel room. And the way it's basically set up is there is a main corridor. Like, you go through and you get, like, kind of some scenes of, okay, now it's time to check everybody in. Or you have to make sure everybody is okay and check all their rooms. And you see all the vehicles going through at once. And what they're doing now is you're going into the different rooms of the different characters, and, like, each one has, like, a little gag. Like, you might get some air blown at you or might get some water um, at you or something along those lines or, like, some kind of lighting effect will happen. But then you'll go backwards and cross 
into another room as you're passing by other vehicles. Kind of like you're basically like crisscrossing each other back and forth. Um, and you probably go into 10 or 12 rooms. So this takes a long time because it's very slow moving. Um, it's very well themed, but it's kind of like, a, okay, well, which room are you going into now? That's fun for a little while, but it just, it was long. And then eventually you go into a rock show. I think I looked at the time on this ride. It's like a seven and a half, eight minute long trackless dark ride. And, um, it's never good when you're looking at your watch in a ride. <laughs> well, because it just kept going. It's like, well, are we ever going to leave this hallway? Because you're going in one door, out the other, in one door, out the other. And that's kind of a fun thing if you're doing it at a frantic pace very briefly. But not for that long, although I could think – like I could see where little kids would probably enjoy that more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really well-themed, like the outside of it. It looked like the Hotel Transylvania. And it was nice and spooky in there, but, you know, it's still Hotel Transylvania, so it's only going to be so scary. Um, so uh, so now we're up to, what, three trackless rides in this one park, which is funny because over here in the States, as we're getting trackless rides, we're making a big deal about it. And it's like, dude, this place has them all. Um <laughs> Um, so now comes the part where my wife killed me and I thought it'd be fun to see underworld 4d. I was like, okay, well let's go and see the 3d show. Killed you. Wow. Why, why would, why didn't she want to see underworld 4d? She does not. She does not like scary things. And I said, well, this can't be that scary. It's for kit. Like it's in a theme park. Right. I was wrong. Um, <laughs> that's what they said about alien encounter too. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, I'm not an underworld fan. I know I'm like a bad person, but I've just never been able to get into this like yeah. series of movies. Yeah, I like some of them. <laughs> well, you get full on gore in this movie. Ooh. And as you're getting gored, you're getting sprayed and it's like the blood is being sprayed at you. Oh, so there's also, water on you, but it's, right, as it gores on the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also, as you're enjoying this, there are scenes with rats and snakes. And you have you ever done, did you ever do Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? Oh, of course. You remember those floor ticklers? Yeah, yeah. They're back. Oh, and here fun. they are. <laughs> For the rats and for when you're getting, like, attacked by things. It's also kind of, like, tough to be a bug, then. <laughs> People were being, like, screaming in this one. And um, there was a point where uh, Brittany was actually, like, putting her head down because she didn't want to see what was going on because it was so graphically bloody. Wow. And, like, just it, – it is a scary – scary show this is the true creepy kingdom um thing to do at this park that's so weird that it would be like basically r-rated with no warning right (laughs) well there was a warning saying that like you know this is this is um children under the age of 12 are not really encouraged to be here um but you know you're still thinking you know it's a theme park show you know they have that on like they have that on like terminator 2 3d Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, you know, I'm looking at their site. It says, um, children must be accompanied by a supervising companion. Also, 
Uh, the seats do shake and move with you. You're in individual seats um, that shake. You're not all connected together, but it is simulator aspect as well. And it's kind of like the uh, the Shrek ride um, at uh, Universal Hollywood. Or the Kung Fu Panda, yeah. <laughs> or Kung Fu, yeah, sorry, the Shrek ride over here in Kung Fu Panda where, um, you know, you're basically in like your own kind of thing. Um, wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it, it is a lot of fun. <laughs> and then uh, we're coming aboard the last attraction at this park, which is the Zombieland Blast Off. And uh, this is one where I rode by myself because uh, Brittany doesn't do uh, – she doesn't really care about the drop tower. I was like, well, you know, I'm not really a giant drop tower fan, but I'm wondering what's going to make this zombie land? Sure, good question. And because it's a, it's a drop tower. I was like, it has to be the queue. There has to be something in the queue. And sure enough, you go through the bloodiest and goriest queue of all mankind that I've <laughs> ever seen. This is like a – R-rated haunted house that you go through. Wow! And when you're riding through this, when you're going through the line, it's like um, you're in like a carnival because it's the ride from the first movie. You're in the uh, the blast ride that happened in the first movie, and um, it's basically everything's been defaced and graffitied and destroyed, and like with people saying "get out" written in blood. The only problem is with that I've noticed is that when you do things like deface, like when you purposely deface the walls, like to kind of look like that, I notice that everybody tends to add their own feeling <laughs> onto it. Like you would see, Oh, hello from the Ukraine or something like that, you know, which is kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't, you know, just let them, let people enjoy the theming, you know? Um, and that kind of had a heartwarming moment on, Oh, before I get to that, um, when you're in the pre-show room, you see the room that like the, the queue that you've been going through as you're getting ready to ride the ride. Like, you know, like when the ride gets started, you kind of see the screen and it's showing the line that you just went through and you see zombies just ripping people in half and you hear screaming coming from behind you. Oh, wow. So it's like they're coming and then, your only escape is to get on this ride. So I thought that that was kind of a really fun. So kind of the queue uh, is kind of like a haunt is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The queue's a haunt. There's nobody in there, but it, they use these great screens and uh, effects to make you feel like you're in mortal danger. And um, it's funny though, because it shows the queue crowded with like a huge line and we walked right on or I walked right on, I should say. So, um, the heartwarming moment of my whole trip actually occurred on the zombie land ride. Okay. And they sat me right next to this guy. And the guy said, Oh, where are you from? I said, I'm from the USA. And he said, I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Russia. And I said, Oh, okay. And nice meeting you. And he's like, so let me ask you, what is the opinion of Russia and the United States? I said, with the media, it's not good. I said, what is the, what is the, um, opinion of the USA and Russia. He's like, also not good because of the media. And he's like, but look at this. We're having fun. Like there, we all know that, you know, we're all just human together and we had a great time riding the zombie land ride together. And when we left, he gave me like a big hug and he's like, we're all, we're all human. We're wow. all the same. Ignore the politics and ignore what you hear. We're all nice people. 
And it was just kind of like one of those moments, like, yeah, like as I've gone through like haunts with people that don't speak the language that are like, oh, this giant American is right here. You know, like you kind of learned, especially in like an amusement park setting that you're all one person. You know, everybody has the same feelings of course. and everybody, you know, so it was kind of a cool experience, you know, like being um, in another land with somebody like on neutral territory and doing this really weird ride. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was a nice time. You know, we went back there, um, the second day and now's the time to mention that we got there at 10 AM. We had done all this stuff by like 2 PM, including lunch. We were all done with this park by two. Wow. Four hours, four hours. So we said, okay, so let's go over to the next park. So we went to the Bollywood Parks, Dubai. All right. So I'll let you kind of get that queued up. Yeah, let's, um, uh, let's go visit there. So just give a little preface to our, our listeners here <laughs> and say that, you know, we've, we've, we're, we're over an hour in with Motion Gate. The rest of, the, of, your, uh, of your trip here at, at this resort is not going to be as detailed. Right? No, no, not at all. Not at all. These are uh, the, the next few parks. Okay, so uh, let me preface this. We're going to knock one park right off right now. We did not go to the Legoland water park. All right. Well, why would you? That's, that seems like no, a the, experience. <laughs> well, the, the reason why is um, you could see it. We, we thought maybe we'd go there on the second day and bring our swimsuits. And it just looked really small. It was a really small water park and it was very clearly for like little kids. So, boom, that park is knocked out. Um, so, we went to the Bollywood park. And this is a very, very, very pretty park. This is their pretty park. It looks like, um, you are in the middle, uh, like you see what looks like the Taj Mahal. It, it's very ornate. And, um, this park doesn't even open until about two 30 in the afternoon. Two thirty. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This park opens up later. This is their night park. So um, Motion Gate, for example, closes at 6. This park closes at 9. Because this is where they do all their their night-type stuff. Um, Because this park lights up really nicely. Um, This is also uh, similar to, like, Epcot. Basically, I mean, there's very little, if you are a little kid, uh, to enjoy here. Um, There are several restaurants, and they were also building... A roller coaster, although I haven't been able to find any information on it, but it was clear that they were building a roller coaster because you could see pylons going up and stuff around. Like, you can see support beams going up throughout the whole park. Uh, so it's going to be something big, probably something to add a thrill, because this is not a thrilling park. Hmm. Um, so, um, so what we have here is... Um, this park where none of the attractions, I had any idea what the heck they were. They're all based um, on Bollywood properties, right? They were all based on Bollywood property. And this is where like all the adults were super into this place because they were all from India like this. So if you like, they get a lot of tourism from India because you can get there very quickly. They loved this park. Um, so um, I'm just going to go like, there's not really too many lands. This is a small place. And um, I'm just going to go based on what the attractions are and just kind of talk about it because this is not a big place. Okay. Um, so the first attraction 
that we did was called Lagon, Thrill of Victory. And these are all based on properties that I've never even heard of. So Lagon is, is the IP, I guess. <laughs> it's the IP. It's based on a 2001 movie um, about uh, somebody who, uh, it's, according to Wikipedia, it's based on the life of Anmol. It revolves around a small village whose inhabitants, burdened by high taxes, find themselves in an extraordinary situation as an arrogant officer challenges them to a game of cricket as a wager to avoid the taxes. So it's about um, these, about this there. guy um, trying to learn this game. Um, I also want to mention that this movie uh, is a giant box office success, obviously. And the movie it was also 224 minutes long. Wow. It's a four-hour movie right Four-hour movie. <laughs> so what this ride is, is remember when I said also that they really loved using the same type of uh, ride vehicles? Here, come, here comes in Lagan with the thing where you sit down and then they move you about 10 feet into the area with the screen and then they move you around. Well, that's their that's their move. <laughs> yeah, this is the move, and it was a simulator type ride. And the way I was like, well, how are they doing a cricket simulator? The idea was that you were in a pinball machine, and it was a cricket pinball. Uh, so um, hmm. uh, you were getting bounced around, watching scenes from the movie, uh, kind of in a steampunk version. It was kind of cool. Um, I had no idea what the heck was going on, um, but there's that. Um, <laughs> Um, this was in, this is an indoor building, um, another giant indoor building for the Lagan area. Um, that's how I can kind of see them doing a Disney park out there by doing these giant buildings and having these all encompassing attractions in there to deal with the heat, um, and the weather. Okay. Uh, there's in this building, there's also a Ferris wheel and a, uh, carousel, which we did not do. Um, Next ride was Cholet, the hunt for Gabar Singh. Oh, and we all love that one. I don't we know all love Gabar Singh. We got to hunt him. Now, what this ride is, is another trackless ride because, you know, we got to have another trackless ride here. And this is a shooting ride where you're shooting at people who are um, at Gabar Singh, who is a villain from the movie Cholet. And I'm trying to get the highest score. Now, this was a really weird ride from the standpoint of not only could you shoot the people and they were clearly dying, you could <laughs> shoot the horses for extra points and killing the horses. Wow. <laughs> so, th this was kind of dark. Um, this was a moving from screen to screen type ride, kind of similar to Ghostbusters. Um, it was enjoyable. Um, so, But uh, it was... Uh, Short, you know, it's a, uh, uh, a short ride that I didn't understand. Um, so the next attraction is called Raw One Unleashed. And this is in a different building, which is a the Bollywood Film Studio building. And this is where they have uh, two rides that are basically the same. They are 3D um, or 4D theaters. Um where they put everybody in at once and um, you kind of shake, uh, shake along. Um, this one is kind of like soaring over. No, this, no, sorry. This one's a little different. This is just more like a traditional video of some superhero. 
I didn't get his storyline and what was going on, but you go, it's kind of a cyberpunk version. Okay. Um, and then right across is Karish, Heroes Flight. And this is a flying theater ride, which is along the lines of Jimmy Fallon. If anybody's, if you've been on that, I don't know if you've done that yet. I have not, no. Um, the idea is that you're in, it's a giant version of that same technology I talked about earlier where you move a little bit further and uh, you're all sitting around. And this one was really funny because the actors in this were hysterical and you're watching, um, you wear like a 40, like 3D glasses and it shakes left and right, but they would randomly go into Bollywood songs um, on this because that's what they do. And um, the uh, actor was, like, really crazy in this. These are basically following, like, some guy who is obsessed with a superhero named Karish. Um, and he's trying to stop an alien invasion, and you have to help them. And I don't know how much help we did. We just kind of sat there. Um, but there's this stupid line at the end where he's like, oh, my God, did he say that we were all of his friends? Was it a dream or was it real? And my wife and I still say that back and forth <laughs> because it was so weird. Um, that ride, um, so far, I would say that that was like the only real, like that and like the, the, the pinball thing were like the only two real must rides in this park. Um, uh, let's see. There's um, a couple spots where they have live shows. We saw some dancing and stuff there. Um, ring, um, and then they have um, a cinemagic show where they show how they do special effects, kind of like the old Alfred Hitchcock thing. Hmm. Um, we didn't see that um, because it was only running like two or three times and it just wasn't lining up with what we were doing. Um, now, the big bummer is if you look down, you can see the Raj Mahal Theater. And this is like what Robert Niles from Theme Park Insider said is the number one theme park show in the world. You have, you are inside of a giant Bollywood dance number, oh, and um, it's a it's an hour long, and it's a show that happens in here. It's like an elegant theater, and it wasn't running that day. Wow! So that was like oh, the wow. big thing to see. Like, yeah, you can't win them all. Um, but, um, you know, it's supposed to feel like you're watching Bollywood come to life. So I was all excited for that and whatever it, it didn't happen. Um, then came one more ride, which was Dawn, the chase begins. Interesting. This is that same exact. A uh, weird vehicle that I've talked about where you sit in with a group of people that moves you up 10 feet to a screen and you're watching another 40 thing. Every ride in here was a glasses based ride. I mean, I guess they're not burnt down over there, huh? Because <laughs> they just milked it for as much they as just, they Yeah, everything at this Bollywood park was 3D glasses. I think that there was only one ride on this like in this park where you actually leave, like leave the station. And that, that was the, uh, the hunt for Gabar Singh. Now it's not listed on here because it could be going through like a refer right now, but it's not on here was the highlight of this entire thing 
which was the Da Bang show. And what that what that is, he is um, it's a series of movies from India where it was a stunt show that was very high energy, complete with Bollywood dancing, um, motorcycles, fire. Uh, the whole thing was in Farsi, so we couldn't understand anything, but we were smiling and enjoying every aspect of it. It kind of felt like the Waterworld show. Okay. Um. So um, that was that for that night. We said, okay, well, let's go get dinner over in this area because we should eat. We, we should eat at this Disney Springs type area. Oh, yeah, the river. Almost, uh, almost every restaurant was closed. When, there were when three is it open? open. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they were saying, I asked, and they said, some have opened, some have closed. Some they take, like, holidays for, like, a month or two at a time. Um, apparently their high tourism season is like December, December through April. So a lot of the people, um, a lot of the restaurants are only there for five months in a row. Weird. So I said, so we were like, well, where should we eat? And there was an olive garden and I want you to picture going into olive garden over in another land. But not only that, you are the only people in there the entire time you're eating. We were the only people in this Olive Garden. There was nobody wow. walking around this place. It was like, it was almost like a weird fever dream. Like, kind of <laughs> like, you, you ever have those amusement park dreams where it's like something's off and you're like the only person walking around there and it's like, there's something wrong here. That's what this whole place felt like. It was like, well, it's landscaped really nice. Mm-hmm. They're building still. It's pretty. Where is everybody? There's more employees than, than guests. So very weird. So um, we were like, well, I guess the next day, because we knew we were going to go to the uh, the World's Fair, which was like the Global Village, but I don't need to get into that on this podcast. We said, okay, well, the next morning, let's go to the last park because we decided against um, the Legoland Water Park. We said we should go to Legoland. And I'm going to pull that up right there. Now, James, have you ever been to a Legoland? No, I haven't. And uh, one of my uh, hesitancies, I guess, is that this basically <laughs> seems to be a, a park full of attractions for young kids with uh, maybe one or two things that might appeal to everyone. Yeah, they, that's pretty much what it is. There's, there's typically one or two things that appeal to everyone. But for the most part, um, Legoland, like, they're very fun to walk around and just look. They're a great place to get exercise as an adult and, like, walk your walking and. But for the most part, the rides tend to be um, more family-based or more little kid-based. Um, but what happens is in this Legoland, you enter in and you're in this giant building. And it's their mini-land, which is where they have giant recreations made of Lego of places from around the world. Oh, that's fun. So um, there's over 20 million Lego bricks in this building. Including like the Burj Khalifa, and each of these buildings has movement. So, like, you'll see somebody going like window washing up the side, or there's buttons for you to press to trigger like a boat going around. And you can see um, different spots from around the world, like, you know, the White House is there, things like that. And the nice thing that this one had versus like Florida is Florida, our mini land is outdoors and dealing with the 
the Florida elements of hurricanes and sunshine. It doesn't look very good anymore because it's been so battered over the last 10 years. You know, like Lego bricks um, lose color really quickly and uh, in the sun. So by enclosing this in a dark dome, it's going to allow these to last a lot longer. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so th- this is where, okay, so like this is where we spent the majority of our time. Um, I will mention, by the way, that the um, uh, the Bollywood Park, we were maybe in there for three hours total. Like that, just to give you an idea. Legoland, we were in here for an hour and a half, and and not by our own doing. We would have been there wow. for an hour had we not had a, had we been able to. So we went into the Miniland and said this park opens up at ten. So I said let's get here at ten. That way we can do this and then we can go back over to Motion Gate because I want to do like five or six attractions one more time because those attractions were absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um. So um. We spent probably 35, 40 minutes in Miniland. And then I realized how small this Lego land is. Um, we walked around and not very many attractions were even open yet. Uh, even though the park was open, they said, uh, they said, well, this ride doesn't open until 11. And this ride opens up at 1130. And they had, um, I'm like scrolling through. And most of these attractions are for little, little, little kids. Um but it was included, so I had to check it out. Sure. I'm scrolling way far down before I'm seeing anything that we even did. The first thing we did was the Lost Kingdom Adventure, which they have that here in Florida. And that's basically a shooting ride on a track uh, where you're going through a pyramid and shooting at mummies and skeletons and stuff. That is really fun, and I always enjoy doing it It's a, because um, it's all practical effects. So, you know, you... You shoot at it, and then, like, something will pop out, or it'll fall, or it'll have, like, some sort of movement to it. That's cool. I, li- I like things like that. I like the, the practical, the things that people, you know, that are, there's a little love with. Um, the next attraction is, um, let me see. Wow. Um, the Dragon Roller Coaster. Now, this is at every Legoland. And the, the nice thing with the Dragon Ride is that they all start off with a different dark ride at the beginning. It's like, so if you go to the one in San Diego or Florida or Dubai or Japan or what have you, or Denmark, uh, they all have the dragon roller coaster, but each one had like, you go through the castle, but the things you see in the castle are different. So it starts out with like a nice little two minute dark ride first. Uh. And it's all made out of bricks. So that's kind of nice. Um, but then, you know, everything else is for little kids. There was one attraction that I said, okay, well, we need to do this because it sounded interesting, which was the submarine adventure. And they said, well, this doesn't open up till 11. And at this point, it's like 1045. I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit. I don't want to sit here like looking like an idiot, like these two adults without kids. <laughs> um, so we looped the place twice waiting for this ride to open. I just, 15 minutes? Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's very small. This is their small, small park. Um, and the submarine adventure is really unique because it's kind of like the Finding Nemo subs. It's much shorter, but there's live animals in there and live sharks. And you're, um, you're in a sub and you get to see, you know, fish, uh, 
against Lego scenes and sharks. So mm-hmm. that itself was really nice, but it took a long time for that to open. By the time we left, it was like 11.20. And we just ate dinner or we got lunch over at um, a little chicken place from Texas that happened to be over uh, on the way back to Motion Gate. You're trying to get as much American food as possible. <laughs> so, um, so my um, – well, no, because – Okay, you're, yeah, you're mentioning having a, as much American food as possible. But when there's only four restaurants open on the property at the time, you're a little more limited. Sure, yeah. <laughs> so you're a little more stuck. Um, the submarine ride was cool. Uh, the dragon was cool. And the mini land was probably the best mini land I've ever seen. But for the most part, I recommend that if anybody goes to this um, Dubai Parks and Resorts to do the one-day – park hopper ticket in you know which i think is like only 65 bucks or so um and start off with legoland just so you can see the mini land because uh that opens up earlier you know and then you go over to the motion gate park knock all that stuff out and then end at the uh do the few rides and the um the stunt show over at uh bollywood and then so you technically could do everything in one day and be totally satisfied. <laughs> uh, we totally could have done everything in one day, but I didn't know that the crowds were going to be non-existent. You know, like the non-existent crowds really sped everything along at like maximum speed. Um, I even think that after we were done, because we knew we were going to go to the global village and that didn't open up until five, uh, which is like, uh, just like a giant Epcot, um, world showcase uh we were we were done with these things by like 1 30 i think we went back to the hotel room and we napped for a few hours because we're like all right well we might as well kind of like regain our strength from all this heat um but i will say motion gate is one of the best parks i've ever been to wow and uh with some incredible rides and um no lines, and they're they're still building. They're still adding. So it's you know this is going to be great in a few years, assuming it's still standing. Yeah, so for now there's for now there's no uh, lines, but hopefully that changes for the fate of the parks. <laughs> uh, and they're trying to sell you this. The, they're trying to sell you like a front of the line pass. It's like why would I buy this? <laughs> but I guess you know I guess if you went there and you only had one day, and if the crowds were a little heavier, like if you happen to go, like maybe we happen go on the right day if you happen to go on the wrong day you could always get the fast pass thing and just kind of fly through and just say okay well i'm better than all of you <laughs> well i mean it sounds like motion gate has some real gems there you know with the how to train your dragon the shrek experience uh hotel transylvania even though it said it, it drags a little bit um Hotel Transylvania was good, but it, it yeah, it dragged. It, it dragged a little bit, but it was still nicely done. The Ghostbusters was good. And Ghostbusters, yeah. I was trying to think of the other thing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, uh, well, uh, I take back what I said at the beginning of the, of the podcast. I didn't know. But I wouldn't say that I would go all the way across and just go to this place. Because it sounds like it's really just about motion gain and a few fillers here and there as far as the other <laughs> attractions. 
at the other parts. Yeah, I mean, there, there's enough other neat things to do in that area. But here's here's the little tease is Motion Gate was not the best park we went to on that trip. All right. Wow. So, so far you've done IMG World of Adventures and the antics, everything we discussed here. And you're saying that it wasn't the best. It was not the best. Wow. So on our, on our next chapter, <laughs> I guess that's a tease <laughs> of your, uh, your, uh, your trip, your epic trip here. Uh, we're going to be going to uh, uh, Abu Dhabi. Is that correct? Or are we, are we... Correct. Abu Dhabi and the three parks of Yaz Island. And what are those parks? Just so, so we get people geared up for uh, <laughs> Ferrari World, Yaz Water Park, and the big one, which is Warner Brothers Park. Ah. And this, uh, without getting into it, this thing blew me away. The Warner Brothers Park. The Warner Brothers Park is a it blew my mind away, like in all the best ways. Wow. Well, there's there's a tease. So, <laughs> uh, Motion Gate number two. It seems seem seem pretty impressed with it. I uh, yeah, I'm gonna put Motion Gate as uh, Motion Gate was number two, and then I would put IMG as number three. And uh, yeah, and then we'll get into where Ferrari World and uh, well, I uh, clearly you now know that Warner Brothers. Is number one, so I, I, I guess I won't get. But Ferrari World, I'll say is number four. I'll say Ferrari World's number four, and I'll get into that at a different point. All right. Well, I'm, apparently we say the best for last. So yes, <laughs> as far as the Middle East goes. But uh, yeah, yeah, the series we will continue. I'm even past that as you return to Hong Kong Disneyland. This is your second time visiting that park, as well as Ocean Park. I can't keep track of all this stuff. <laughs> and Ocean Park, Ocean Park in Hong Kong is the uh, it's the only Hong Kong is the only place where a regional theme park gets more attendance than a Disney park. Wow. Well, there's if you don't there's some teases right there for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, Grant. Well. I guess we're gonna. I'm gonna need a vacation from this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, as people are listening to this, you'll get somebody who's gonna listen to this and go, you know what? Maybe I should book that and support that, and then say, hey, I've always wanted to go to a place where I can get walk right on every single ride. It'd be interesting if they do build a Disney park in this part of the world. What that experience would be like, and I bet you you'll, you're gonna get a lot of theme park fans to actually travel to, to this region. Uh, without getting too much into it, I will say that if they built a Disney park, it would be Warner Brothers Park. It would be that exact model. Oh, all right. But uh, yeah, I won't, I won't. That's a story for another time. But uh, yeah, that's how it would be entirely enclosed. It would have to be. Very interesting concept, but <laughs> yeah, something we can't really picture here as citizens of the United States and wherever else I'm sure that, I know we have, we have some UK listeners. I don't know. I'm sure we have listeners all over the world. What do I know? But anyways, thank you so much for, for uh, sharing this back and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, 
we'll have the uh, next installment sooner than three months. Because <laughs> I think that was yeah. <laughs> well, while we're in quarantine, we'll probably knock it out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Alrighty. This podcast has been a production of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast Network. Executive produced by James H. Carter II and Ryan Grulick. Visit creepykingdom.com to get access to all of our articles, videos, and podcasts. Join our Patreon for exclusive content. Patreon.com slash creepykingdom. Until next time, this is Hannah reminding you to keep it creepy. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.